0: This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shi'urim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. We're going to, to, the next, the next stop is, after this we're going to go to the Maral of Keva, which in many ways are a personal is obviously a highlight, and, there's very little known about the morale and an awful lot known about the morale. And I think it's important to try to understand that. Um, the morale himself lived, not clear when he was born, but we'll take the most common date as 1512 till 1604, roundabouts. He was much of his life not in Prague. He was born in Posen, went back and forth. A lot of things are unclear why he left, why he came. There are guesses. and uh, we don't have the time to, to go through it. Maybe later, but I'd like to focus more on what his legacy is. Um, he actually was not for the vast majority of his life, even when he was here, he was not the Rav of Prague. He was he had a base medrash, which was a base of Adlechachamim, sort of like a yeshiva, what we would consider to be a yeshiva in that style. Um, his there's a lot of there are a lot of legends associated with him and um, almost all of them are legends, except for one. He met with the king, the king invited him to meet the king, king Rudolph, there are a lot of legends what they spoke about. We have one or two descriptions of people who were there who said we, we would not want to share, we don't, we, we don't feel comfortable sharing what they spoke about. So there's not much more than that. The Golem, I'd like to speak separately about the Golem, and we'll be back maybe tomorrow, maybe in the afternoon today, maybe lunchtime. But I'd like to speak about what the morale really left Kali Yisrael. He, he left, um, we have 18 of his farim, and for many years the sfarim were dormant. People did not relate to the style, people told stories about the morale, they invoked his name for blessings, but the terror of the morale was dormant. In the last hundred years or so, there was a small group of Hasidim, the Pshis Hasidim did learn some of his farm. But the last generation, that Torah became incredibly life-giving to a lot of people, and and I'm speaking myself. The people who made the Maral's Torah, who, who made the Maral's Torah um, accessible, was Rev. Cook to one group of people. Rev. Hutner opened it up for all my yeshivas, and Ramash Shapiro, my world. Rev. Schwartzman used to was a, was a big yad and spoke but it was a Mok with some like Olam, and thousands of people gained a whole new um, a whole new hold on to Yiddishkeit because of it. I'll try to explain as briefly as I can what is Torah is. There are many ways halacha can be approached dryly, technically, and that's fine. The agadah, the, the part of Torah that tells us the meaning behind it, is written in Chazal very veiled Madrashimah's stories, um, psukim, what exactly does it mean? And there are many ways to dash in these things, and many of them are appropriate. But it, um, there were different ways how to do it. There was a lot of Pshetlach, a lot of gematrias, a lot of Pilpulim, um, a lot of straightforward Musa. But when people were trying to find a deeper meaning, so you had philosophers, in Spain, who took philosophy that was current and and sort of worked it into the Torah, not in a, not in a way that's bad, but there was something unnatural. It's like when you take a suit that doesn't fit you and you tailor it, it'll fit, but there's something about it not natural. There's Kabbalah, which in the in the 1500s started becoming more open, and accessible to, to to big people, but that's a language that doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help you to interpret a medrash with one set of words you don't understand, with another set of words. Demaral was a Mequbal, but did not write Kabbalah. He took the ideas of Torah, the ideas that Kabbalah, which are the heart of what it should be, put it into a very sophisticated, rational language. And when a person learns it, it opens up a whole new world of meaning. It's deep. It's 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 illuminating. It, it gives you an understanding. Um, my Rabbi Rami Shapiro was very involved. A lot of people came from because of him. He didn't he he his he didn't argue shitas and deis nashkafes. That wasn't that wasn't his, his, his tool. Um, but when you heard him speak, it was like wow. He, when, when, it, when it opens up and Torah has so much depth to it and so much illuminating light to it. and 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 so much emotional depth to it It, 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 the mailer everything else falls by the wayside the the morale was able to take hazal that that either people laughed at and mocked and said oh that's silly or people took it literally which also didn't mean much and the morale is very sharp and all this firm is extraordinarily sharp about both ends of it the people who market, it, he obviously has very, very, um, you know, basically calls not a which is correct. The people who just take Madrashim as stories, the little stories as stories, and um, he also is very sharp against it. In a certain sense, they're also distorting Torah. And the morale gives the vast majority of Chazal, of Agaritas, in different sperm, he brings out the depth and beauty of it. We're going to try to learn a little bit of it, we're going to try to learn a, a little bit maybe over Shabbos. Well, I, I picked a piece or two and see if we can manage it. But, but that was really incredible. In, in, in the people who opened up for, for, for a sophisticated person, looking for depth and meaning, there was no place to go to. Rav was probably the first one for the yeshiva, the yeshiva world who did it. Rav Desla in his way, they all came from the same place. They were all coming from that school, which took ideas that are innate to Torah, but but explained in a way that makes sense, that that, that sophisticated and, and so on, and f- myself included. This, it was something that I spoke at a Hespit for Moshe Shapiro, and, and I said, all of us that went to hear and were looking for something, and what was it that we were looking for? Um, and, the, and and what we're looking for was a Seichel that had Neshama to it. There are people who are very rational. They might even be technically correct, but there's no Neshama to it. It's sterile, it's, it's flat, it's technical. There are people who have a lot of heart, Neshama, and warmth. But what they say is childish, simplistic, not really, um, you know, it's, it's hard to respect. But, but Rav Moshe, his depth, his intellectual depth was incredible, but, but it was totally, there was so much, so much deep neshama in it. it. It wasn't an easy, you know, lechayim neshama. It, it was the neshama that came from it. Renav Kutna was the same. When, when he finished a mimer, you would, something would open up and, and you would be overtaken both by the emotion and the intellectual depth of it. Um, that's a certain Cheilakeh Torah that I think for our generation is in many ways saved it. It, it gave people the ability to, 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 you know, it's like when you've been sitting cramped in a place and all of a sudden you can, you can open up and, and many things people were looking for um, found it in that. And the morale is clearly the source for that. The ability, his points are made very rationally and they're full of passion and neshama you feel that the words are the real understanding from the torah it's it's an innate understanding not not a not a, a pasted on understanding and yet it's something that is put into words and articulated in a way that that speaks that speaks the language so that's Hashem so the shul itself was not his main shul people associated because Altai most famous shul Moral's most famous person um, we'll talk about this, the nonsense with the golem uh, some other time. But even if it was true, let's say the story was true. So should his legacy be made, made a golem or that he made golems into people? There's uh, a, a, um, a Hasidic story I once saw of seven rings. Three Hasidim were arguing about whose rebbe is a bigger rebbe. He said, my rebbe was stuck in a forest. He said a few words and a path cleared to the... The second one said, my Rebbe is bigger, he was on a ship, there was a big storm. He said a few words and the sea turned into, into dry land and he walked on the The third one was a Chabad Chasset, in seven, it was Chabad, not the it was Chabad. And he said, the third Chasset was Chabad Chasset, my Rebbe took a chunk of wood, a cloth, that's, that's a chunk of wood. He said a few words and turned them into a human being. So turning a golem into a person is probably a lot bigger accomplishment than turning earth into a golem. So I think the legacy of the morale should be um, for our generation that, that he took many uh, kletze, ma- many golems, and, and, and opened up something something deeply at Surus Adam and